Hello out there. This is Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and this is Wine, Women, and Writing. This is a show where I talk to other authors about their characters in their books. I'm looking for authentic, complex characters, female writers most of the time, um, and also I have a softness for those female characters, and so today's guest is going to be right up that alley. And before I'm going to even let you guys know who this is or let her say a word, I need to remind you that if you'd like to um, keep supporting women in the arts and women writing about women, then take a, take a little trip out to my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, and there you will find my Wine, Women, and Writing page where you can see the upcoming episodes, you can read the books ahead of time before I chat with the authors, and you can also uh, sign up to get the podcast delivered straight to your own RSS device free of charge. No charge. That's zero zip nada. But... If you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you can also click to pledge there as well. And I tell you, I would certainly appreciate it because I certainly love my sisters in crime, so to speak. And that brings us to my guest today, Becky's, and it's Becky Spears Willis, right? That's what you write my under? Maiden name. Your yes, maiden name. So, and I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, so we try to keep it a tongue tie, tongue twister, difficult for everybody. Sure. We'll make it easy. <laughs> That's right. Well, I figure Mary Higgins Clark, you know, so. Work for her, huh? Exactly, exactly. So, I just met Becky yesterday, but I've been her Facebook friend because I've been stalking her. Did, could you feel me lurking back there? Well, like, I was doing the same thing to you, so we're okay. <laughs> we're even. <laughs> it turns out that we have friends in common and organizations in common, and so I think it was destined that we would mm -hmm. end up here together and that we'd be friends, and I think we may be writing in the same space as well, which is really good. So those of you that enjoy my books, you'll want to pay special attention because I think that you're going to find a new author that you like today. So for starters... We kind of live down the road from each other. That's right. Um, you're where? Um, I am in Leon County, a very teeny tiny little place um, out in the country, outside of Marquette, Texas, which isn't too far from Bryan College Station area, which where is my newest book is set. Yay! Um, yeah, and I'm an Aggie too. Uh, uh, what year? Is that well, okay to actually, ask? I mean, I'm 89. It's okay to ask, but I have to admit, I only went um, a, a year, and then I. Then I quit. I majored in journalism, quit, and got my MRS instead. You know, so. <laughs> I, I have one of those as well. I have an MRS. But um, we love us some Aggies in the yeah. part of the world where Becky and I live. Everybody should love Aggies. Um, so you live near the Mecca of Bryan mm -hmm. College Stations, and you're now writing books set there, which I think is great. So... I want to hear about all your books, but obviously as an Aggie, I want to hear about those first. Okay, so that's my newest um, series, and it is called Texas General Hospital, and uh, it's set in a hospital in College Station, no particular one, um, I'm not picking a favorite, um, <laughs> and it's centrals, uh, the central character is a nurse, and so it, I'm going to try something new. Um, this is a cozy mystery that is divided into both a mystery and a romance. And that's the new thing. So I don't know if that will work, if it's even a thing, but kind of a cozy romance. Cool. So these are shorter than what most of my books are. Yeah. Um, they're only about 40,000 words. So uh, it's a, a little bit quicker read. And they have humor and just um, lighthearted uh, romance and mystery. I'm so jealous. How did you stop yourself at 40,000 words? I've been trying to write shorter and I can't. Um, 
it's, they're my only ones that are that short. But I Goodness. tell you what, I was able to do it in three weeks, which was wonderful. That's, so yeah, um, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. So, well, anyway. I'm excited. I want to take a look and see how you did it because I find that no matter what I write, I keep hitting 80,000 words. It's just my story arc, and I don't know what to cut out. I need to take a class on how to shut up, you know? Yeah, y'all are going, yeah, you do, totally. But that's exciting. And so now, when you say humor and cozy, mm -hmm. so is there, are there particular elements of it that are really cozy feeling, or is it just general humor? You know, like, does it have a shtick or a hook? Um, I was interviewing someone recently, and she does a holiday-themed cozy series mm -hmm. like Dead, Dead, White, and Blue, and mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, other names like that. Is there is it is it that kind of slapstick over the top humor, or is it? Um, yes and no. This is my first one to have a typical cozy cover and title. Yeah. So they're called Cozy Cases of, and this is a, the first one that just came out is. Um, murder, a case of murder by Monte Carlo. So, of course, it's a hit and run by Monte Carlo. I love it. Uh, the next one that comes out in just a few weeks is um, Case uh, Hand Me Down in Heart. And okay. So that is the romance. Oh, so, very cool. Anyway, that is new, and they do have typical cozy covers. My sister just told me, I don't care for your new cover. <laughs> and I said, Well, I know it looks silly, but that is a typical. Um, cozy cover. The rest of mine can fall into a cozy, but if they aren't the, the cutesy, you know. Cats yeah. on a bookshelf. Right. Right. And so this is something we were talking before we went on air about um, things that make it in, you know, fate that mm -hmm. we would be sitting here. But we really have the same problem that's not a problem, and that is, is that we don't write cozies, but we don't like write police procedurals. Right. <laughs> police <laughs> procedurals, and that we write mysteries with amateur sleuths, but we have cozy readers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I disappoint my cozy readers sometimes because I'm not writing cozies, and I write things outside the trope, if you mm -hmm. will. And so it's yeah. it's a challenge to know where to fit yourself right. so that people pick the right book. Yeah. Um, so far, they seem to be able to find me, and that's what's that's you what know, counts. That's, that's, that's what counts. Uh, there probably are some that uh, it's probably not as cutesy as they expected mm -hmm. it to be, but I think that helps because I also have a lot of. Um, I'm surprised at how many men readers I have. Yeah, and yeah. people that just like general whodunits and exactly. just, just the challenge of a mystery. So. That part's been good. I have women on my covers, and so people mm -hmm. will see my books and okay. say, oh, it's for women. Mm -hmm. I'm like, tell that to the guys, because right. those are the ones I get letters from. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. They're like, yeah. I'm uh, in love with your main character. <laughs> <laughs> have you told your wife that? <laughs> but I love hearing from the guys, don't you? Yes. Uh -huh. It's surprising. It's, it's always good to, to get a male perspective mm -hmm. and just to know that, you know, we, we should never pigeonhole our readers that... I mean, I read all, all genres. I read across the board. Me so. too. And so how do you feel about women's fiction as a genre? To me, that sounds like men shouldn't read it. This yeah. has bothered the the, <laughs> um, the aging feminist in me for a very long time. It's like, it's fiction. It's not women's fiction. Right. It's fiction. <laughs> I have to say, though, I do consider some of mine women's fiction. And to mm -hmm. me, a woman's women's fiction is something with this really neat cover that just draws me in, and it would be like something I would see in a beach bag or a 
some you know something you just get lost in, and of course a, a man can get lost in it too. So I agree that's how with I that. Define. And I and I tend to think that there are things where the the, the women, the female characters are experiencing the type of fast-paced life that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you and I share in common facing that it's kids, it's husband, mm-hmm. it's grandkids, it's dogs and cats uh-huh. and jobs and publishing and things like that. And and I love that about women's right. fiction. And when I worried that maybe mine didn't fit that uh, style, I looked it up and it said women issues that women face. So I thought, well, that cover, that should cover just about everything. Exactly. <laughs> and like you, mm-hmm. I like to read books where it's men facing issues that mm-hmm. men face. So mm-hmm. it ends up that readers are readers. Mm-hmm. And the challenge then just becomes how do they find us? But a little bird told me they've been finding you quite well on oh, they, Amazon lately. I, I have been incredibly fortunate. Uh, October has just been a phenomenal month for me so so how do people find your books where all are you published are you available everywhere Um, are you amazon exclusive how do you in part i have 20 books uh well the newest one will make 20 books uh the majority of them they're all on amazon of course Mm -hmm. i did branch out and try to to go wide on a few of them but i think i'm going to pull back on most of those and stick with amazon it's hard um, no matter how you do it. Yeah, <laughs> because, mostly because the page is read. Mm-hmm. Um, the borrows are what, what really... push you over uh, the edge. Yes, yes. So yeah. I really have come to depend on that borrow. Um, so she's being modest, but recently she's been classified as a Amazon Top 100 author. Not like Top 100 of some obscure little subcategory of a subcategory, but top 100 author. We love that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And I still I told, think they had me mixed up with someone else. <laughs> I told her, take a lot of screenshots. Because those moments, you're like, I'm holding on to this. I'm holding on I, tight. I, I say that Amazon doles out fame and fortune in 60 second increments. Totally. Uh, 60 minute increments. <laughs> it's true. The way that they're um, their half-life yeah. is for book rankings. Yeah. It's the only way I can think of to describe yeah. it. It's It turns so fast. Right. So you have to yeah. be, like so, there's been times where my ranking has peaked in like oh. two in the morning. Right. And believe me, I know that it's gonna <laughs> peak, as an indie author, right. that it's gonna peak yeah. in the middle of the night and I'm up uh-huh. and I'm like like bleary-eyed looking at my phone hitting refresh <laughs> and it's like, got it, boom! Right. <laughs> Screenshot it, put it on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like not that I'm bragging, no. but no, for 60 seconds. If we don't. <laughs> For 60 seconds, I was a top 100 author. (laughs) But no, not her. It's been going very, very well. I'm making fun of me. (laughs) I know it won't last, but it's been very nice while it's been been going. You've been doing something very right. Now, how long have you been at it? How long have you been putting books out into the the, uh, stratosphere? I published my first book on November 23rd of... Uh, 2013. So six years I've been, almost six years I've been published. Awesome. And and they've all been indie published, I shall say that. And mine came out in November of 2012, my first novel, Mm -hmm. and I just put out my 16th, but I also have two novellas and a short story. So Mm -hmm. we're almost neck and neck. See what I mean? This woman and I have been living the same life just down the road from each other. And you also have friends that spend part of the year in Wyoming like you do. So, And one of my books has got um, a a a couple of scenes set in Wyoming. Really? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Everbrook. 
Yeah. And I, I, I love it. Have you ever been to the Everbrook Church? I haven't. Oh, it is amazing. You need to go. It's at the Laramie okay. Mountains. It is absolutely fantastic. I'm going to have to do that. That's in um, one of my series, uh, Mirrors Don't Lie. I'm going to have to look at that, too. Yeah. There is a outdoor chapel in the Bighorn Mountains that it's just in this clearing, and it's just wood-hewn, mm -hmm. and it's you know chapel in the mm -hmm. trees with all these you know benches out and I just keep thinking I've got to have that in the mm -hmm. book you know have a wedding out there right. or something yeah. or even just one of those pivotal you know moments mm -hmm. where the character stumbles across it at the right, right. time to have this big <laughs> breakdown but it's it's a yeah. wonderful state if you haven't right. visited please don't because I like it better without a lot of people <laughs> I'm serious go away. Um, so now you guys, are you rural? Or are you in town? Oh, we are definitely rural. We live um, three miles down the dirt road. We live on a ranch. Um, mm -hmm. And my husband is a chicken farmer, which was, <laughs> we, we have commercial, well, we have commercial <laughs> chicken houses, That's which uh, was the first book in the Sisters Texas series, uh, Chicken Scratch. And I wrote it kind of on a fluke because there's a lot of um, controversy over chicken houses because if you've never been near one, they're they not real pleasant great, to be around. Yeah. Um, and that has been the start of my phenomenal series, and I'm about to release book number nine on so that one. What was the name again? Chicken Scratch. Chicken Scratch. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that is a really cute name. And sadly, because it started with an S, my, my mind immediately cycled back and wanted to repeat to you another S word as a chicken whatever, and it's, mm -hmm. I will not say it, because if I do, I will never remember the name of your book. But Please don't call it that. I know. I know. It's terrible. But all I can think of is chicken poop happens, and then so there my mind goes. But that's a super cute name. And for those that aren't rural, guess what? Your meat poops before you get it, okay? And it, the people, those of us that live out in the country on farms and ranches can tell you that we put up with that smell so that you can get it in a nice little package without any feathers. It doesn't come from the grocery store, yeah. contrary to what some I people know. believe. Yeah, they just, they grow chicken breasts in the back there. It's yeah. like a little farm. I mean, like, a, yeah, a little garden. No, no. But... Bless him. That's hard work. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a big job. So that series, Chicken Scratch, what's the next one? Uh, the next one is When the Stars Fall. So see, I don't have the little cute names yeah. uh, that follow in a, a, the, the Sisters Texas is a series. Yeah. And so it's Chicken Scratch, When the Stars Fall, Stipulations and Complications, Home Again, Starting Over, Jenny's Ballad, uh, Christmas and the Sisters, Lilac Code, uh, Wildflower like Wedding Ooh, nice. with a Killer Reception, and the new one is um, Sitting on a Fortune. And do you have the same protagonist throughout? Yes. yes. And so tell us about her. Okay. Is it her? Yes, okay. it's, a, it's a her. Uh, Madison Reynolds, uh, she found herself widowed and penniless before she turned 40. Uh, her husband dies and leaves her with teenage twins. They've lost everything at their home in, in Dallas. So she moves back home to live with her 80-year-old grandmother, something that no one wants to do. Yeah. Um, I created two towns near you, actually. Yeah. Uh, my son was married um, outside of Millican along the Brazos River mm -hmm. uh, about six or seven years ago. And the whole setting is just fantastic. And so I could just envision a cotton a cotton plantation. So yeah. the, the back story is back in the day there was this uh, rich cotton farmer, uh, king of the cotton, 
and he had two twin daughters that, or two, two daughters that could not get along. And the only way to keep peace was to give them each their own town on either side of the railroad track, <laughs> which still runs through there. Yeah. And um, one is Naomi and one is Juliet. And so this is fast forward, not modern day, but there's still a lot of old um, rivalry between the two towns and petty, you know, complaints and everything. And if, you, if you're not from a small town, you may not understand it. But what's <laughs> amazing just, to me, yeah. I had people write to me from Idaho and Washington and all over the United States that will say, you know, this, I know yours is set in the South, but this, this could be us. You know, it's just a <laughs> typical town. You just don't um, have anything else to do yeah, when you live in a small town yeah. except other people's business. And so she didn't have a way to make money. And so she starts her own um, temporary business and she calls it in a pinch because you call her when you're in a pinch. And so her very first job is at a chicken farm. Awesome. And on the first day of her job, she finds her, her new, newest client dead and so Um, she ends up solving the mystery of that and so now they kind of have her confused as a as a um a pi and that's not what she is and of course she has to have a love interest and that is um the sheriff who was her high school crush and he's a former football player and um it's a lot about family yeah Uh, granny burt is her grandmother and she's hilarious and she's everyone's favorite character to be honest (laughs) Um, they're all begging for a story about uh granny burt and then there's a best friend, and she has her own book. That's Jenny's Ballad. Okay. So, and the teenagers, people are begging for a, um, a book about the, about the twins. About the twins, uh-huh. huh? Yeah. That sounds really fun. The, um, so, what was her name? Okay, character name. It's Madison. Madison. They call her Maddie a lot. Maddie. Mm-hmm. And so... You have this series and then the new series that you've started. Is mm-hmm. there a spinoff with um, any of the characters, or is it completely a fresh slate? It's, it's completely fresh. I have considered maybe adding some in, and I have a, another series that's set um, in the Hill Country, and so I thought about kind of mixing that in, too. But yeah. so far, there, I haven't crossed, crossed the series, but I may. So, yeah, it's hard when you're going from a more straight-up mm-hmm. mystery to a, a really uh-huh. flat-out cozy mystery yeah. to, to And the one in the Hill Country has got a paranormal vibe to it, so I'm, I don't... Um, it's in the spirits of Texas. It's a, a ah. haunted... Um, and there's friendly, friendly haunts. I mean, you know, there, there are three ghost spirits so you have, that come with it. <laughs> yeah, you've branched out. You've gone into a couple of little categories mm-hmm. here with your with your different mysteries. Yeah. So I think it yeah. sounds fun. Now, last year I won a big award in California, uh, the Rhone Award, for a paranormal mystery, um, Tangible Spirits. It's a standalone. But, Congratulations. Um, that that was totally different. Some people love it and some people hate it. So, you know, you, well, you know, <laughs> you have something for everyone I do. is what that tells me. Something for everyone. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I really want you to go out and check out her stuff. So what's your website so they can go take uh, a look? www.beckywillis, and it's B-E-C-K-I. That is my real name. I used to, dot com. I used to say, you know, I'll be an 80-year-old woman named Becky, not Rebecca. Now that I get closer <laughs> to 80, it's not quite so funny anymore. But, um, yeah, it's Becky Willis with an I. Cool. And for you that are looking for a way to be able to get this in other podcasts without having to go and search them out be sure you go to my website PamelaFaganHutchins.com and sign up for the RSS feed so that you can get um, treated to some of some new voices for you maybe some old favorites every week automatically to your RSS player 
I would appreciate it. And uh, other than that, I just want to say it's a pleasure meeting oh, well, you, thank you, Soul so Sister. Nice you. Yeah, you guys have a great week. Oh, this has been a copyrighted production, solely owned by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. All hail Pam Stack, our producer. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.